0: Hey guys, this is the C3 Church Malmo podcast. I am believing God will speak to you today and that a greater level of faith will be unlocked in your life. For more information about C3 Church, go to c3malmo.se. God bless. Morning. Um, Okay, I I want to stir up some faith here today, so I'm hoping to... I'm believing God for some great things here today, and I believe that He will touch you and speak to every single person here personally. So I'm putting my faith out, and I'm hoping you would do the same. Expect God to move here today. And I want to start off with telling a story uh, that um, I've heard at the, it was a C3 European conference last year. There's been a few of you that attended it. And I really want to encourage you, if you have not been to a C3 European conference, that you need to make a plan to get there. You will not be disappointed. You will really walk away there feeling encouraged, and it's a fantastic experience. So make a plan. We're going now again in October. The announcement was up today. But I want to tell a story from last year's um, uh, conference. It was one of the pastors that were there. By the way, you get amazing speakers that are invited, the best speakers from all over the world who are invited to these conferences. And one of the speakers, he was actually from Sweden. I've never heard about him before I actually went there. So it was good that uh, Sweden was represented at this conference as well. I don't know who have heard about him. It's Joachim who has a church um, in Uppsala, I think. Yes. So he told... um, the story, and I'm going to tell, I'm trying, I'm going to try my best to retell his story. He's really good at storytelling, but I'm going to do my best to to tell the story, uh, and this story is as an introduction to my message, because I think it's a good way of introducing what I want to say to you today. But he was um, sitting on a plane. He was on his way to the Faroe Islands, and uh, he was preaching there, so he was planning on probably preparing his message or just refining it on the plane and just, you know, reflecting and thinking and having a quiet time on the airplane. And um, he was sitting down already, and then this big Danish, loud, bombastic guy walked in, and he was sitting next to him. And he's had, it seems, too much to drink already. So he was very loud. Uh, The whole plane could hear him. And um, so, you know, as you would do, I don't know if you guys do that, but I do it. I introduce myself to the person sitting next to me on an airplane, just to make it less awkward awkward sitting next to this person for such a long time. So he does the same. He introduces himself. And um, the person asks him, so what do you do for a living? And he's like, doesn't really know if you should tell him that he's a pastor. But anyway, and um, then the guy immediately Replied. His response was, well, I don't believe in God. So they didn't really speak much the rest of the time. And um, the plane was just about to... uh, The plane just took off and they're going to serve the drinks. And uh, then the lights went on for the seatbelt sign. You need to go back to your seats again. There's some turbulence. And a few minutes after that, the um, loudspeaker came back on and it was the pilot saying that, while uh, we have some bad weather, it seems like we'll have to turn around, land the plane, and try and fly out tomorrow again. And by hearing this, this man sitting next to Joachim grabbed him and he's like, you need to pray to God that this plane lands tonight. And he's like, okay. Um, He's like, Um, and he didn't really know what to say, but I think he came back with a pretty good response. Like, I would only pray if you pray with me, knowing that this guy probably wouldn't pray with him. And at first, the guy said no. But after thinking a little while, he turns to him again, he's like... And by the way, the whole plane is now listening to this conversation, dead quiet, everyone listening in. And he says to him, if... I pray with you. Will you guarantee that this plane will land tonight? Like, what? I mean, it was me. I don't know what I would have said. I mean, yes, I don't know. It's like, are you guaranteed that if you pray that God would answer your prayer? Not knowing really what to say, he's like, yes. So the guy prays with him, probably the first prayer he's ever prayed in his life. And uh, just after they finished praying, they just said, amen, amen. And then the loudspeaker came back on again. It was the pilot speaking, saying, well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it seems like the weather is clearing up. So we will indeed be landing the plane tonight in the Faroe Islands. And that is just, wow, that is amazing. I I want my prayers to be answered like that. And I want testimonies like that. I want, pe- I want God to work in my life like that. I want to see him move like that. It's so inspiring to me. And um, your expectation of God will equal your, ex- uh, your experience of him. So what you're expecting God to do in your life, that is what you will actually experience about God. So what are you expecting God to do in your life? Do you stand here in the worship, chatting to each other? Or do you actually stand with a posture of expecting God to move in this church? I mean, it's said um, in the Bible that Jesus, he couldn't do any miracles in his hometown because of a lack of faith. And I don't want it to be said of our church that he couldn't do any miracles here because of a lack of faith. And I don't believe that is the case, so I'm not trying to condemn us all, but I I really think that we, I think we should, we can turn up the temperature But I'm longing for that, for God to do more in our church. And um, I've listened this week to a sermon from Dave Gilpin. He's one of the C3 pastors in uh, uh, Europe, or in England, and he told this story obviously he flies a lot to speak, and he was on the airport waiting for his bag on this, um, you know, this rotating band. And apparently this happens quite often to him, that his bag doesn't arrive. He's like, there's only one bag left circling around on this band, and his bag's not there. So he goes to the lost and found again, and he complains about his bag not being there. And then just for the assistant, to go with him to the band, then pointing to the last bag that is there, like, sir, is is this not maybe your bag? And then it turns out that it is actually his bag. He just didn't recognize his bag. And we do the same with the power of God. Sometimes we don't recognize the power of God. We don't recognize that God is just there and that his power is available to us. We do the same with God. We don't take what He has given to us off the belt. It's just circling there. It is available to us. His power is available to us. It speaks all throughout the Old Testament, um, or throughout the Bible actually, how God has um, poured out His Spirit on people. And every time God pours out His Spirit on someone, something happens. um, For example, he poured out his spirit on Saul, and he prophesied with the prophets. There's actually a saying in in the Hebrew language about Saul prophesying with the prophets. So he poured out his spirit on on Saul, and he prophesied. But then his spirit left Saul again, and it landed on David. And then it, it was on David his whole life. And he, again, I don't know if you know the prophet I don't know if I even say it correct. But um, he, um, he was hired to prophesy a curse over Israel by one of, by one of their enemies. And um, the Spirit of God came upon him, and he could only prophesy blessing over Israel. He was not able to do a curse. Only blessing came out of his mouth. And then again, um, uh, Gideon is another example where God, the power of God came on him just before he blew uh, the horn to, for them to go into battle. And they had a great victory over the Midianites that day because of the power of God that fell on Gideon. So every single time the power of God falls on something, someone, something miraculous and great happens. There's always some great result. But that, that was the Old Testament, and uh, we are living in the New Testament today. So we have the power of God available to us. It says in Acts, well, in Acts, God poured out His Holy Spirit on all mankind. Um, They're in the upper room, we can see Joel, the prophet Joel prophesied about it. He, he said, I will pour out my Spirit on all mankind. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. And then again in Acts, it says, You shall receive power where the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you shall be my witness. So God's power is on you 24-7. You have access to His power all the time. But I, I think many times we don't actually realize that we have this power. We don't dare to believe that we have it. We think, many times, it's only reserved for the special kind of people. It's maybe the pastors or, you know, it's not, it's not for me. But it's reserved, it's available to everyone. He poured out His Spirit on us. And just, just pick up that back. That's all you need to do. Just pick up that back. Pick up what He has given to you. The power of God is upon you, and He can work mightily through you. And it's not just for little bits here and there. It's not like little occasions here and there. It is actually a lifestyle, and this comes through like a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I think many times we don't dare to step out in faith because of fear. We think... what if what if God doesn't answer my prayer? What if I didn't hear correctly from God? What if it fails? Now, Quentin shared at the men's connect. I was not there. I just heard good reports from it. And men, if you I really want to encourage you to go. It's it's really um and women to send your men there because it's a great, it's a great investment and return yeah, on your investment that you get from sending the men there. Anyway, so I've heard what has been said at the Men's Retreat. Probably not everything, but the good stuff anyway. <laughs> 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 so, Quentin spoke about um, going, it's uh, where the Israelites were right standing on the Jordan River. They could see the promised land, and they were now going to enter it. So they could see it. So he used this example of the Israelites standing on the banks of the river. They could see the promise. So they had, yeah, so they could see the promise. Now they're going into the promised land. Now I want to ask you, what do you see? What has God promised to you? But they were afraid. They were afraid of the people on the other side. Uh, there, are, there are many things to be afraid of. What are you afraid of? But that, that had to go from fear to faith to inherit their promise, to go into the promised land. They had to go, move from fear to faith. So I want us to... I want Move from fear to faith today, to dare to believe for God, to do something. What do you see, and what are you going to do to get what you see? It says in the Word that we will do greater works than Him. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works that I have done, and even greater works because I'm going to my Father. So, because God has given us the Holy Spirit that is with us all the time, we will do even greater works than Him. So, but I mean, what does that practically look like? It's, you know, good to talk about it, but how do you practically actually do this in your life? How do you get the power of God on you and through you? I have a few suggestions. It's just suggestions, so it's not laws that you have to live by. Um, The first, immerse yourself in the Word of God. It says, John 6, uh, 63. It is the Spirit that gives life, the flesh is of no avail. The words that I have spoken to you are Spirit and life. So first of all, read your Bible. Read it. And don't just read it for the sake of reading it. Really, read it. So Ask God to speak to you through His Word and expect Him to actually speak to you through it. And it's, it's that, um, so the Holy Spirit, it's a small voice inside of you that speaks to you. It's the Holy Spirit that makes the Word of God come alive. And if you, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you don't know anything about the Holy Spirit or you've never heard about it, Or you'd like to receive the Holy Spirit. You've never been prayed for to receive the Holy Spirit. I'd like to pray with you, actually after the service. You're welcome to come forward after the service so I can pray with you. So number one was immerse yourself in the Word of God. Two is actually believe the Word of God. So believe that God will do what He says He will do. Believe that God can actually use you. And be expectant that, yeah, that He can use you powerfully, that He can work through you. And uh, just to to make you feel a little bit better, well, to, to dare to believe a bit more, I am putting my faith out here today. Oh, I'm let, should I say this? I'm putting my faith out here today to uh, for God to give me a word or a prophecy for someone. Well, I was hoping for a lot of people, but... I'll set it for one person. (laughs) Um, Yes, because I've been asking God lately, I want to have the gift of prophecy. But if I'm not going to step out in faith and do something and try something, God's not going to be able to use me. He's not going to be able to give me a word if I don't step out in faith and actually try it. Yeah. So it's, um, I want to dare... I want to dare you to also try it. You don't have to stand here to do it. I mean, you can, you can do it. In, it doesn't have to be a gift of prophecy that you're praying for. Whatever you desire to do, God has given us all a gift. He says that in his word in Corinthians. That he's poured out a gift on each one of us. So if you, you can ask him. And dare to believe that he is willing to give that to you. Um, yeah, so I've asked God for... A gift of prophecy in my life. Um, and I want to tell a story. You might have heard this story before. I, I have told it once before in a preaching. But it is such a good story. So I'm going to tell it one more time. So forgive me if you've heard it before. And I won't tell it again then. But it really brings this point across that I want to make. Um, a few years ago, I went to Brazil on an outreach. And on this outreach, it was two weeks. We were the first week taught how to pray for people, how to minister and preach. And the second week, we actually go to churches and we do this. We're a team of people. And I was supposed to preach on words of knowledge. I don't know if you are familiar with that. I wasn't. I had no idea about words of knowledge. I've never had a word of knowledge in my life before that and I was supposed to preach about it. And in this preaching, you were supposed to name examples out of your own life of God doing this. And I had absolutely no examples. So I was asking, oh God, you really, I really need to have like a word from you. Or I need to, yeah, I need a, you need to speak to me. And it's been uh, almost the end of those two weeks. It was the day before I had to preach that message. I still didn't have a word. And um, I was standing in the same church in the same spot that I was going to preach that day, and they did an altar call. One of the other people preached in our team, and we were the ministering team. So we would stand here in the front, and then people would come forward for prayer. And it's not like, yeah, hundreds of people come forward. So you have a whole crowd that you have to pray for. And this, um, I'm going to try and keep the story short. There's uh, one particular lady comes forward, about my age. She asks that I pray for her eyes. She can't see very well, and uh, I've never seen a miracle in my life before that happened. Like when I pray for someone, so I really didn't have any faith. So I was thinking, can't she get glasses? Or you know, I didn't feel like this is such an important thing to pray about. There was other ways to fix it, but I'm like, okay, I'll pray. So I prayed a short prayer, and while I was praying, I I had this, um, I remembered in the Bible, the story where Jesus healed a blind man. He spat on the ground, made clay with the mud, and then he put it on the blind man's eyes. But we were in a hall, so there were no mud. So the only thing that I had was my spit. And I'm thinking, no, because that is just a thought. It wasn't like God speaking... I had no idea. And I thought, no, who does that? So I ignored it. I didn't do it. And nothing happened, obviously. And then I'm like, okay, God, you'll have to do with a very little bit of spit. So i only with my finger a little bit. And I asked her, of course, beforehand, if it's okay, that I just touched her eyelids like that. And we prayed again. And I was working through a translator and I heard them, like, discussing something, and I'm like, what, what's, what's wrong? And then she tells me, no, the lady we just prayed for she cannot open her eyes. Her eyelids are glued together. She cannot open them. And I was so excited. I think God did that just to show me that he is at work, yeah? He's, God is actually doing something. And we prayed some more, and every time she couldn't open her eyes, after a while, I was starting to stress, because our bus is leaving, and this lady cannot open her eyes, and then I'm like, okay, God, I'll pray one more time, so I, we prayed, and she could open her eyes, and she could see all the way to the end of the hall, so as I said, I think God did this, so that I can see, Haha, He because if she told me, now I can see better, I wouldn't have believed her, I think this was just done for me, and it's, it's an amazing miracle. God is absolutely awesome. Um, but I don't want that to be the only miracle that he does in my life. I want to believe him for more. I want him to do new things. And I don't understand wrong. He, God has done quite amazing things in my life. I have a lot of testimonies. And I'm sure if you sit down and you think about it, you also have a lot of amazing testimonies that God has done in your life. And pe- people say, seek the giver, not the gift. And I agree with that. You shouldn't just seek God for what he can give you. You should seek him just for seeking him, just because you want to know him. But you know, when he gives you a gift, don't you want to open it? Don't you want to take the bag of the belt? Like I already said, God has given us all gifts. You all have something God has given you. Don't you want to use it? Don't you want to open it? I want you to dare to believe for more today. And uh, I mean, we're all at different levels, but you can always believe God for more. There's always, with God, there's always more. He's so much bigger than what we could ever imagine. Dare to believe that He can actually uh, fix your financial problems. Dare to believe that he can fix your um, relationships. Or dare to believe that we can actually buy this building. And dare to believe that he can use you. Dare to believe that he loves you. And then number three, pray. Earnestly pray and even fast. Fast. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this point, uh, but um, Ephesians 3, pray that we might be strengthened with might through the Spirit. So pray for God to use you and strengthen you, strengthen your spirit. And prayer is so powerful, I think if we only knew how powerful it was, we would pray a lot more than we're doing at the moment. It's a mighty weapon, it's for tearing down our strongholds. Yeah, it's, you can move mountains with prayer. But then you can also fast. In our church, um, we fast every year in the beginning of the year for the year to come. And, um, so, and it is it's a biblical thing. It speaks all throughout the, some places, not all throughout. It's maybe not spoken about so much, but it is mentioned in the Bible a few times where people have fasted. And uh, for example, in Matthew 17, where Jesus' disciples come to him and ask him why they couldn't cast out a demon, well, Jesus first said, well, they had little faith, and then he said, some translations say this, however, this kind does not come out, go out except by prayer and fasting. So sometimes in, in order for us to see a breakthrough, we sometimes need to, to start fasting about it as well. And uh, I've regu- um, recently, a few months ago, started, um, well, I decided I'm going to fast more regularly. Not because I'm this holy Christian or something. Actually, it was quite the opposite why I decided that. It's, um, our family is taking on a lot of things. And, uh, and because of that, we, obviously, the devil is a little bit, he, he wants to attack us a bit more. So I need a step up in my prayer life. But I'm, I was not really, really that good at doing it. I mean, I, I pray, but I wasn't really interceding as I should. And in order for me to really do that, I, I decided I'm going to fast more often, because then I'm more like, in, like going without food. So, you know, like you, you, you need to pray. Uh, so, I decided once a week on Fridays, I would fast. And I didn't want to be religious about it. I don't like religion. Like I don't want to do something just for the sake of doing it. I want to do it because with the right heart, uh, because I have a relationship with God. So that is why I want to do it with the right attitude. So sometimes I don't do it. Sometimes a month goes by and I don't do it. So it's not this like you need to do this now like this, like like I do. This is just what I felt I needed to do. But anyway, but so I fast regularly and it's amazing. I look forward to Fridays on my best days because every single time God speaks to me. It was not one time that He hasn't spoken to me. It is amazing. I love it when God speaks. It is amazing when God speaks. And He doesn't necessarily give me what I want, but He speaks to me about what I want. So, hmm? four, obey the Holy Spirit. Do whatever he tells you to do. If there's one thing I've learned, just do whatever he tells you to do. It doesn't matter how silly. It sounds like the spit was a very silly thing. It's like, oh. But just do. It's that small little voice that you think, oh. well, for me, it's Matthew sees visions. You all have different ways of getting it. But for me, it's like this small little voice, almost like my own, this thought that I have. So if you have a thought like that, just do it. You never know. Maybe it is God. Just God is looking for obedience. And that is why I believe he chose David. He says that David is a man after my own heart. And right after that, he says he will do the things I, I want him to do. So I believe God says that David is a man after his own heart because he is obedient. He will be obedient to what God tells him to do. And it doesn't have to be big things. It can be small little things. Like you've been thinking about some, a friend the last couple of days or so. Been thinking, oh, I should give them a call. Just give them a call. Maybe it's God telling you to give them a call. It's just a small little thing, but you never know. Maybe God wants you to do that. And the more you actually listen, the more you obey, the louder this voice becomes. Can the man please come up for me? For the kingdom of God is not of talk. It is living by the power of God. Corinthians 4.20 So let's not just talk about God. Let's live by His power. And then we'll see the mountains that we face in our life, we will see them disappear and crumble. Christ lives inside of you. I want you to walk out here knowing that God can actually use you that he loves you, and that he can work powerfully through you, and that this power is available to you to change your circumstances and situations around you. I want you to dare to believe that he loves you and that he can work powerfully through you. And I want to invite you up if you want to to come forward for prayer. Like I said, I'm believing God for a word for someone, and as you know, I haven't had one yet. So you're welcome to come forward if you want a word, or if you want to, me to pray for you for the Holy Spirit, or if you have any prayer request, you're welcome to come forward. But I want you to walk out here knowing that God is for you, that He loves you, and that He can use you. He can use anyone. I mean, he made a donkey speak because there was no one else available. So he can use anyone. And actually, the more um, ill-equipped you feel, the better you are that he can use you because he knows that you won't take that honor and glory for yourself. Let's just pray. All glory to God who is able through his mighty powered work in us to accomplish infinitely more than what we might ever ask or think. Lord, I pray that you'll pour out your spirit on us and help us today to believe that you can and want to use us. Thank you that you have overcome any obstacles that we might face in our lives. And thank you that you are living inside of us, Lord. Thank you, Father, that you have chosen us and that you love us. We praise you, worship you. In Jesus' name, amen.